Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Abandoned or old uh, structure in the state of Minnesota that you would love to get inside and explore. 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, is there an abandoned or old uh, building in Minnesota that you would love to get inside and explore? Give us a call. Why are we asking? Okay, so a little known fact I love abandoned buildings i am obsessed okay um whether it's a house or an abandoned uh church or school or town halls i love town halls um i just am obsessed with them i i love the idea of a structure that one day was bustling with activity that for one reason or another it just was left to to time. And so I get, I just get really excited about it. And I saw this headline and apparently since October of this year, a sanatorium in Pine city has been on the market. And this is a, a sanatorium that was used at the beginning. It was built to house people who are rehabilitating from tuberculosis. Mm. And they say that this building is incredibly haunted, which I love. I'm obsessed with that as well. But it has been sitting vacant for quite some time. Um, the, it, it operated as a tuberculosis hospital from 1905 to 1944, uh, and then it changed hands, and it was it it was some other things as well. Um, it was used as a rehab center, as a hospital, et cetera. But it's been vacant since 1986, and it's on the market. It has the price just dropped. It was originally on the market for ninety nine thousand dollars. The price has dropped to seventy five thousand oh, wow. dollars, and you can have the structure on the property, which probably is uninhabitable and full of asbestos but probably have to uh, raise that yeah exactly but the land that it's on apparently is really amazing um you're gonna end up paying more than you bought the property for to get rid of it exactly um i did though uh as i was in like looking at this particular place a little bit more i also used to get really obsessed with these um youtube channels where they do urban exploring which is where you illegally enter spaces and explore them and i found one of those and i and i watched the video of this of them exploring this sanatorium and then i got i went down the rabbit hole yeah and they explore all kinds of places that are abandoned six five one six four one one oh seven one is there an abandoned structure or uh building that you would love to get inside in minnesota jeremy's on the line hi jeremy good afternoon how are you i'm great is there is there a building uh in minnesota or an abandoned place that you'd love to get into yes 
uh, it's called the Kirkbride up in Fergus Falls. Okay, what is that? It was one of those old, wretched type of uh, um, insane asylum. Yes. Where they did all the bad things to people. And this building is enormous, and it's got underground tunnels and everything going to all the outbuildings. Wow. And it's nothing but haunted stories coming from that place. I love this. I'm looking at pictures of it. It is huge. Yeah. And it's Colleen, there's a Facebook page called Abandoned Places, Minnesota. That's wonderful. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to join that. Jeremy, thank you for feeding the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever gone to these places? Okay, so I'm a rule follower. Oh. Okay, so you're not going to these places. No, and mm-hmm. and like I I have the impulse. I've never done it because I don't ever want to get arrested for trespassing. But when I'm driving, maybe on an old country road, and I see a place that's clearly abandoned, I have to actively stop myself from going to explore because I just again, it's that feeling of you know people once were there and then they were gone. And sometimes yeah. in homes like that. Yeah. Well, and it's history and history's fine. Yeah. You can go digging around to find out, you know, what what it was like when it was in its heyday or what have you. Okay, so I'm gonna there I have a version of this story. There was a house across the street from a house I used to live in that um somebody the whole time we lived there, we suspected that it was a band that nobody lived there because we never saw anybody there. And it always was like the grass was always growing super long, et cetera. And then it went through the process eventually of getting auctioned, mm-hmm. but when it got auctioned, um, we were able to get inside before they'd cleared it out, and it really, truly, it was like frozen in time. Oh, sure. There was a, an ironing board with the iron on it and a shirt, oh, and it yeah. just looked like somebody woke up one day and thought, well, I can't live here anymore, and Creepy. left. Um, and their belongings were all still. It was so bizarre to me. And I, but I love that. And so, um, the other place I would die to get into, not really die, but I would love to get into. And I don't, I still don't even actually know if they're abandoned or if they're not used. I know they're not used for the purpose that they were once used. The grain elevators on Hiawatha. Oh, yeah. Those are still, I mean, those are still in use. Are they really? Oh, yeah. I think, what's the big company that owns those? ConAgra or something. Okay. I've always wanted yeah. to get in there and just see. I don't know see. if they're all still in use, but yeah, there are still, I mean, you can see like grain cars and things. Yeah, but, occasionally. Yeah. yeah. There's one of them that used to have the Purina. Actually, I think that one got knocked down. Anyway, I'm fascinated by those buildings. Yeah. And whenever I drive by them, I'm so curious Old about what goes on in there. Ghosts. I love it. Um, and actually, what's interesting, too, is uh, one of the parties that was really interested in this, um, the that sanatorium that I was telling you about in Pine City is called the Pokegama Sanatorium. One of the people who were moderately interested in it are the owners of the Nopaming Sanatorium, which is apparently in Duluth, and they have actually preserved it in such a way that you can take tours of it, Hmm. and they say it's highly haunted, and it looks like they've used it, or like it's hosted TV shows that have done um, ghost hunts and that kind of yeah, thing in I it. Don knows about it. I know. So I, you know, I'm more, I'm less concerned with the haunting mm-hmm. than I am with the, the notion of just, it used to be full of life and use. Oh, sure. And then people walked out and left. Yeah, history, man. Yeah. History's cool. Um, anyway, I watched this uh, Urban Explorer YouTube yesterday where they went into a hospital in a small town in an unidentified small town. 
and you know, medical records left behind, hospital beds, just sitting there like somebody was just there and then just left. Creepy. It's so cool. All right. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing with me that uh, Facebook page. I'm going to go locate it and join it immediately. Uh, And then I'm going to waste a lot of time looking at it later. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, remember when we got that tour of Kris Jenner's dish room? Well, she's letting us into some other areas of her home. Yay! And Bradley's going to take us on that tour. Uh, That's a creepy tour. Yeah. They're not abandoned, uh, but they're still interesting. We'll talk about them after this on My Talk 1071. Well, while I love to tour abandoned buildings, Chris Jenner thinks that we should be a little bit more interested in what's going on in her house on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And it's not just her dish room, right? No, first it was her dish room, then Chloe's pantry, but now we're back at Chris's place, which is just across the way from Chloe's estate. Specifically, though, today we are in Chris Jenner's kitchen, and I know you're like, what? Why are we in Chris Jenner's kitchen? Because it is so absurd, specifically the refrigerator, zuh, and yes, I said zuh, as in multiple refrigerators. She has three, even though it's technically two, but it just, it's a lot of refrigerators. It's a whole wall. So I want you to uh, go with me on a journey. The f- you're making a face. I have not been in this yet, and now oh. I'm looking an OM to the journey. Yeah, so first I want to set the stage for you and tell you that this is coming to us, because I know you're saying, like, why did we, how did you go mm-hmm. looking for this? No, Poosh, Poosh, Poosh. Poosh is, of course, uh, Her Courtney, daughter's website. Courtney Kardashian's lifestyle website, right? Mm-hmm. And Poosh is the one that brought us Chris Jenner's dish room mm. slash building. And now uh, Poosh brings us family under the family tab. Inside Chris Jenner's fridges and freezer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because everybody wants to log on and find out what's inside Chris Jenner's fridges and freezer. Greens. Lots of green. An entire fridge dedicated to fresh green produce, to be quite honest. Since we've already shared inside Kim's immaculate walk-in fridge and her minimalist pantry, too, if you missed that one. Uh, I missed that one. Do I want to go look at that? Today, we're heading over to Chris's kitchen for a peek at a refrigerator and freezer lineup. Wow, this is the content people wanted. Okay, so then you open the pictures. And the son did a wonderful uh, walkthrough as well using the pictures that Poosh provided. And I just want to reiterate what we've learned all along with the Kardashians. Like, you know... I I think that the Kardashians would like to be considered aspirational, meaning they do things like we're going to do things because we're going to do the thing, or I should say rather, we're going to do things we think people want to be doing themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they will consume our stuff because they'll want to be like us. They'll want to have what we have. But I think they're drinking their own Kool-Aid such that, I don't think they are really living a life that you and I would particularly want to have. Or to be quite honest, most people, it's a disgusting display of wealth, usually Mm -hmm. in the way of the Kardashians that I don't think most people aspire to. I mean, we all aspire to be like, sure, like have a bank account with infinite zeros in it. It doesn't start with a minus sign. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or show up in red. Um, But... I say that because, like, as I'm looking through this refrigerator freezer scenario, like, 
It's literally like this is the most unrealistic thing. Nobody's eating out of this thing. This was a photo shoot. Oh, absolutely. That was completely like they said tomorrow Courtney's going to come in and her uh her social guy who by the way is at Ivan Social. He has 9700 followers and he says, "Are you going to eat that?" That's the person that came over and took photos. So they said on Wednesday Ivan's going to come over mm-hmm. and I'm going to need um my staff to take everything out of the refrigerator mm-hmm. and completely clean it and put in a display of items that mm-hmm. I think the world will enjoy. And that's exactly what you're treated to. Because, of course, if you look at the giant fridge in the middle, like there's three fridges. There's a like one of them is completely open mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Like you can see through. Yeah. Can you describe yeah. for the audience what mm-hmm. appears in that clear refrigerator experience? It is a tower of green. Uh, beginning at the bottom, it's almost like a food pyramid of produce. Pears, so many pears. Yeah, lots of pears. One singular roll of green apples. Uh, again, a drawer full of grapes. A drawer full of green peppers. Then we go to the lettuce and watermelon phase. Yeah, <laughs> Like, who is... Okay, first know, of all, who, I know. who lives in Chris Jenner's house, please? Chris Jenner. Yeah. Now, she probably has guests. Maybe Corey Gamble. Oh, that's maybe. right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe there's two people in the house. Yeah, but... And Look the at staff. all the lettuce yeah. that is going to instantly... Like, that lettuce sits in that fridge for mm-hmm. more than a day, and it's, it's going to be brown and wilted I, and crispy, which, which tells mm-hmm. you that was a photo shoot. Yeah. That is not really what her fridge looks yep. like. Mm-hmm. And we have some uh, broccoli and some herbs and green beans. And then we go up a, a level and we have like the basil and the, I don't even know, limes and artichokes and some kale. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I Asparagus. mean, it's just all the green. It's just all green. It's all green. It's just all vegetables that are green and they're color coordinated. Also, so that tells you everything you need to know. This is not a functional refrigerator. It's super not because also just think about like how you, if you have produce, it's not all green. You have other colors. You might have red peppers. You might have yellow zucchini. You might have radishes. You might have. Nobody this has is an entire. Yeah, it's nobody, really emotional. Nobody has an entire mm-hmm. a drawer full of green peppers. This is like right. people who color organize their books. Yeah. Which is yeah, them. Which is what Chris or yeah. uh, Courtney does, yeah. or Chloe, excuse me. Okay, so now oh. I want to take you to the other. I know you're like, wow, we're spending a lot of time in Chris Jenner's kitchen. Well, thank Why? you, Poosh. Yeah. I just want you to understand how the other half live, and it's not like anything practical that you would live in. Please go to her freezer, because her freezer is also a hotbed of lies it's and spawn con. It's an advertisement for Hagen does. There's literally like two, four, six, eight half. Well, I don't even know what those are quartz. No, those aren't pints, I don't think. Maybe they are pints. They look a little bigger. They look bigger than pints. But anyway, then they've got like, she's got like, and they're all perfectly placed. Like not one of them is out, which means nobody's eating out of them. Yeah. Because if you ate out of them and you put it back, it wouldn't be lined up unless you had a severe disorder. Right. Or like thing. Sleeping with the enemy. Where you need to like make sure all of your haagen is in a, line, mm-hmm. a straight line. And label then out. If you go up to the two floors, uh-huh. aka drawers, what mm-hmm. do you see there? There's three spinning uh, <laughs> shelves full of the single serving 
uh, stacks of the single servings of Haganah. So just in case the whole entire thing isn't the right amount for you, you can just do a single serving size. And also, how many Why? ice cream novelties does a person oh, need in their freezer? She's got Klondike bars. She's got popsicles. She's got, I don't know. She's got a lot she's of She's got a ton of other unmarked popsicles yeah. in the middle. And then I think maybe there's like one drawer of frozen meat. Yeah, I see some fish bottom. and meat. Yeah. This is, again, does all the woman apparently eats is salad and ice cream. Which, oh, allegedly. I mean, half of that signed me up. I don't know. It kind of sounds like diarrhea. There's not a lot of fiber. Well, actually, the vegetables fiber, you know. It just sounds like, it just sounds like a problem. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about, yes, of all things, Chris Jenner's refrigerator freezer combo that we didn't ask for and we didn't even get to because we don't have a ton of extra time but we might as well just end on the refrigerator that is not produce uh-huh. because it also is just a hotbed of spawn con i mean it literally look at how the bread is lined up yeah. look at how the yogurt is lined up look at how she, all she drinks is champagne and sparkling water mm-hmm. and almond oat mm-hmm. milks yep. of mm-hmm. different varieties yeah because you need more than one and like a bunch of different kinds of water. Too. Water. Yeah. yeah. Bottled water. She's got the wee yogurt, a ton of eggs. I mean, it's just, come on now. Come I, on. I don't understand who, like, does anybody aspire to these things? Oh, also, by the way, at the end of the Poosh article, mm-hmm. you get Tell links. Tell me what we get at the end of the Poosh. Well, <laughs> you get the payoff and then you see why we're doing all this. All of the items that are used to organize <sighs> things in her fridge. Yep. For sale oh, on Poosh with an affiliate link. Okay. You're welcome. Alrighty. And some of it's from Marie Kondo. So she probably yep. gets a cut too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Marie Kondo with a K. So she's like part of the family. Yeah. Um, you know, I also happened to watch at least one episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I'm. N- I get confused with the balance between they have a private chef and Chris is a really good cook. I just think only one of those is true and it's the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots Idiots. after this on my talk one Oh seven one. People doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And uh, we have a name for them. That name is Crazy Stupid. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Florida. Oh, great. Yay. I'm starting with this one because this one's a sad one. Uh, I know. it's, But sometimes crazy, stupid idiots show up and they're a cautionary tale. Uh, and this one is a story about a terrible mother in this case. She was not doing the right thing by her child. Uh, she is 49-year-old teacher Kristen Wiley, and uh, on Saturday night, she was 
driving erratically and she almost crashed into a police car. Uh, so she was pulled over, at which point the cop, noticing that she had bloodshot eyes and smelled of alcohol, mm. asked her if she'd been drinking. And she said no. And that is when a voice of truth showed up. Oh. She and, felt like she needed to get honest? Well, not her. Mm. Uh, the voice of truth came from the back seat of the car. Oh. And it was her nine-year-old son. Oh. I know, who said, Mom, you can't lie to the police. Mm. You did drink. And then the mom admitted to having two cocktails with vodka at a party. Uh, she did later take a breathalyzer. Her blood alcohol content was nearly three times the legal limit. Oh, God. Um, the poor kid was in the back seat scared and uh, wasn't wearing a seatbelt. He was curled up and crying. And so when the oh, cops pulled God. him, I know I told you it was a sad one, but it's also a cautionary tale uh, that don't just don't drink and drive. For sure. Don't do it with your kid in the car. And also good job, kiddo. Good job. That had to be hard to call your mom out, but you were scared. And I just want to honor that young man. Uh, She has been charged with misdemeanor DUI, felony child abuse, and resisting arrest. So just so you know, that's the outcome of such behavior. (sighs) Okay. All right. I told you I wanted to start with that one because it was, you know, not a funny one. Don't worry. I'll turn it around later. Okay, good. Where are we going next? Uh, We're going to Florida. Oh, look at that. And it actually involves a North Carolina couple, but we're going to a Florida hotel where that couple got into some problems, uh, which I'm going to tell you about. So police were called early Sunday morning to the Hilton in Naples, actually not far from uh, where I have been many times in my life. It's a wonderful place, Naples. Anyway, I want to... Is that the one with that attached breakfast restaurant, Pancake Naples? I, I No. And for the audience, I see what you did there. It's not even near the Italian restaurant, Pepperoni Naples. Um, But they do get their coffee from Saucer Naples. Okay. (laughs) Naples jokes aside, police were called early Sunday morning to that Hilton in Naples where they encountered Stephanie Genus. She's 32 and she was in the hotel's salon room. Now, uh, she was in the hotel's salon room. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. Well, she was in her wedding gown. Oh. Covered in blood. Oh. That's a turn, right? I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Her face and chest were covered in blood. And they were like, okay, ma'am, what's going on? Well, apparently there was an altercation. Oh, dear. And not just any altercation. It was an altercation after their wedding. So this was a newlywed fight. Gina's mother told officers that the newlyweds were involved in some sort of altercation after uh, it looks like uh, they got married earlier that evening. Gina's told cops that they'd quarreled about her brother while in the hotel room and the dispute turned violent. Okay. uh, Which led to a bloody nose, busted upper lips, swollen eye during the altercation. Uh, The groom, for his sake, said his wife headbutted him. And had a cut on the bridge of his nose, swelling on his face, and dried blood on his pants. Oh, dear. They both claimed each other to be the primary aggressor. So, a wedding gift for the both of them. They were both arrested for domestic battery. Oh, and they had a honeymoon in a jail cell. Exactly. The couple who live in Newport, North Carolina, were booked into the Collier County Jail on a misdemeanor count and were released yesterday on a $1,000 bond. We'll be curious to know... 
how that marriage goes. You know, something tells me if you're getting in fights on your wedding day, it's probably not going to last long. Yeah. Oh, well, best wishes to the bride and the mm-hmm. groom. All right. Where are we headed next? Miami. Guess oh, what? Florida. The Florida hat trick. Um, And we are going to meet a guy whose name we don't know. And it doesn't really matter. But we know enough about him uh, to know what got himself into some trouble. Uh, he had his sights set on a shoe store that he wanted to uh, burglarize. And so last Tuesday, he cut a hole in the roof of this shoe store and he entered through the ceiling Mission Impossible style. Okay. Lowered himself down, climbing down the wall into the shoe store. And once inside, he got to the business of stealing shoes. He stole 20 shoes. He stole 20 display shoes. Like the single shoes? The one shoe. What's the problem with that, you ask? Well, he doesn't have both shoes. He has 20 left foot shoes and zero right foot shoes. And none of the shoes match. Why would he do that? Because he's dumb. (laughs) He was caught on security cameras. He did get away. The police are looking for him. um, And the shop doesn't really, like, they care. But they're like, can we just get our lefties back? That's so weird. Why wouldn't you just go to the back and get the rest of the shoe? I mean, you're in there already. You might as well yeah. get the whole shoe, the whole the whole pair. Maybe he only has a left foot, or maybe it's for somebody he knows who just has one. Who foot. only has a left foot? Okay. Anyway, apparently, four years ago, there was a string of burglaries in Virginia where people were just stealing right-footed shoes. So that's a thing. Apparently, it is. That is so strange. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. 20 left feet. You know, they say if you're a bad dancer, my 20 left, my 20 left feet. They say if you're a bad dancer, you have two left feet. So this guy really a terrible dancer. He's got 20 left, 20 left feet. He's really bad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, if you have any information on a person who has 20 new shoes for his left foot in the Miami area, please call the police and uh, turn them in. Because. Also, I love that the owner's like, yeah, I won't turn you over to the police. Just give me my shoes back. Like, I just want the shoes. Thanks. I'm I'm sorry. I want my shoes back. And you you need to be held accountable for your behavior. But truly, like, if you've cut a hole in the roof and lowered yourself down, that reeks of some premeditation, right? One would think you've been planning that for a while. Yeah. It also sounds like this kid who owns the store is only 20. Oh. He's a young business owner. Hmm. Well, I would just say then you should, if you've planned that far ahead, you should have also planned how you were going to get the rest of the shoes. Anyway, best of luck to the owner that he gets the rest of his shoes back. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. We have a little game to play. We do it every day, 2.45, right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We call it the throwback. Live! We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071.